Abby asks, do you have any tips for how to get leadership to help define what matters to them and for me to then figure out what metrics and KPIs match that? This is a fantastic question, Abby, and one that I look forward to talking through together with you on this episode of Banking on Digital Growth. You're listening to Banking on Digital Growth with James Robert Lay, a podcast that empowers financial brand marketing, sales, and leadership teams to maximize their digital growth potential by generating 10 times more loans and deposits. Today's episode is part of the Clarity Call series, where James Roberts sits down for a conversation with someone in the digital growth community to provide clarity into the biggest digital marketing, sales, and leadership questions others have. If you'd like to join James Robert for a future conversation, text your question right now to 832-549-5792. And remember, the only bad question is the question that goes unasked. Let's get into today's Clarity Calls conversation. Greetings and hello, I am James Robert Lay and welcome to the 127th episode of the Banking on Digital Growth podcast. Today's episode is part of the Clarity Call series and I'm excited to welcome Abby Boggs Johnson to the show. Abby is a digital marketing officer at Western State Bank specializing in digital content and creative strategies. And she has a great question that I look forward to talking through together with both you as well her to provide you with clarity as you continue to move forward along your own journey of digital growth. Welcome to the show, Abby. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat a little bit more. Yeah. And you've got a great question. And before we get into that, I always like to open up on a positive note here. What is good for you right now, personally, professionally? What's one positive thing happening in your life? It's your pick personally or professionally. One positive thing. Um, I think I have my husband and I have a three, almost four year old. And right. so he's at that age where he's just like, everything's exciting. Like he's learning so much at daycare, coming home with new stuff every day. So it's just a fun, it's a fun time. It is. It's a fun age. My wife and I, we have 11, nine, seven, and five. And so if I think back to those three, four year old, that stage, it was, it was a lot of exploration and discovery. And it's interesting too. And I, you know, the older that we get, the less that we explore, the less that we discover. And for me, and what I see, particularly as, as a financial brand journeys towards digital growth, that exploration, curiosity is a key competitive advantage. And I was on a, a board conversation the other day and I said, be more like a kindergartner, like, like, like just ask really good questions and, and get really good at asking good questions and always be a lifelong learner. And you've got a great question today that we'll talk through together. And I'll set this up here. You wrote in and you asked, do you have any tips for how to get leadership to help define what matters most to them? And then for you to help figure out what metrics KPIs match that, and then maybe some tools to bring all of this together from a reporting and an operational standpoint. Before I provide some clarity there, can you help set the table, set the stage for perspective of where you've been up to this point and really deeper where your question is rooted? Yes, absolutely. So we were a smaller community bank 
And I would say probably about three years ago, the marketing team in general shifted a little bit just in terms of a couple new hires, changing direction of strategy, wanting to do more of a digital first approach across the board. So I think with that, then I joined about two years ago. And because of that, previously, we didn't have really anything when it came to both strategy, but also tracking, reporting. Mm. So it's all pretty new to the organization as a whole. Sure. And I think that's both a positive and negative, positive in that we're able to kind of start from scratch. We're going through a website redesign. So that'll be kind of blank slate for us to be able to set things up the way we want to track what we need to figure, just install things, do things properly from the get-go. Right. But then at the same time, we obviously don't have anything to work off of. What's There's nothing to step into and refine. It's really just building it. So I think that's the background and both the exciting opportunity, but challenge that we're facing and figuring out what that needs to look like for our organization. Yes. And I like the blank slate because it's a fresh start. It does present some challenges because there are no benchmarks to measure against historically. So let's just accept that for what it is. And to be honest with you, this is where a lot of financial brands are. It doesn't matter if they started their journey with us four or five, six years ago. They all started there. But now the good news is, is once you establish these foundational benchmarks of reporting and metrics, your future becomes so much more clear because you can always look back to this point today and then measure not perfection, but measure the progress that you're making against these foundational benchmarks. So a couple of things that I heard, strategy, reporting, website, and they all go hand in hand together. So let's start on the strategy piece of this because really beginning with the end in mind, particularly facilitating a conversation, a dialogue with executive team, with senior leaders framed around a question that I want to give to you to take back and also for the dear listener to facilitate a conversation like this. It's how do you want to grow? Not you personally, but in this particular, it's a great question to do some personal reflection on, but also do reflection on with the bank. And GROW is an acronym of what are your goals, what are the roadblocks that stand in the way of achieving those goals, and then what are the opportunities to either create, to capture, or to capitalize on to overcome those roadblocks as you move forward and make progress towards those specific goals for growth. So why don't we play a little game with this and actually just just riff on this for a bit. Mm-hmm. When it comes to goals for growth, context is everything. And so a lot of times if you say, well, what are the goals for growth? You're going to get one of two answers. I don't know, or it's going to be a very broad kind of statement that's hard to gain clarity around to execute against. So let's frame this up with what I call a the coffee or cocktail question. So okay. imagine, Abby, you and I, we're having coffee. We're having cocktails. It's three years from now. What are we drinking? It's your pick. Coffee or cocktails? Coffee. We're drinking coffee. Okay. Yep. What what type of coffee are you having? Just black drip coffee. Black drip. You're mm-hmm. we're in the same boat because I, I I'm I'm having a black decaf americano. 
Um, okay, okay. So something very simple. So you're having your black drip coffee. I'm having my decaf Americano. You're in a really good place when you think about the progress that you've made from this conversation today when it comes to digital marketing, when it comes to digital growth. I want you to leap ahead in your mind and look backwards to this point. Take a sip of your black drip coffee and tell me what has happened for you to feel good about the progress that you've made here. What are three things? If you can leap ahead, look back, what are three things that have had to happen for you to feel good about your growth? I think just more of a defined process and how how we're doing things in terms of reporting, what we're reporting on, how frequently, just really having a structure there. I think having a clear kind of roadmap for what we're doing just digital as a whole that I can compare against. And the third thing I would say is having more resources to allocate to that. So whether that's not necessarily more headcount, but more time and resources that we're spending on digital. Fantastic. And I really like the definitive nature of this defined process for reporting frequency roadmap to execute against and then so that you can track that progress and then the resources not necessarily the headcount but just the space and time to pause to review reflect we'll call it capacity and capability i think capacity and capability are two because because capacity is time but then capability might not be headcount but it might be a tool or technology that gives you a time multiplier to do more of this okay perfect With these three points in mind of process, roadmap, capability, resources, what are the roadblocks that you feel could stand in your way as you move forward to these three points looking backwards? What what are maybe one or two things that could, could trip you up here? I think just the lack of clarity across the board or maybe a better way to word it is not having definitive answers from stakeholders or kind of key leadership on what success looks like. And then for sure, I would say having a smaller team being just being part of a smaller organization. So then not having that time and space or being able to carve that out or convince leadership of why it, why it matters that we do. Got it. So lack of clarity from senior leaders across the board. So we'll call it unity vision that can then get translated to you against for execution. And then the time is that roadblock, particularly as a smaller team, smaller organization. And I hear this a lot. So we're going to come back to this because this is really setting the table for, you know, some, some strong recommendations going forward. And then the last point is, okay, great. Let's come to the O, opportunities. What are the opportunities that you see are available to either create something new to capture? So something that's there, but we're just not getting it to its full extent or capitalize on, meaning we have the capability, we can do even more, do even better with that. So what are the opportunities in your mind? I think really 
we have for as small of a team as we have on the marketing side, I think we all, none of us come from banking backgrounds. Um, and I think that's good. Yes. I think that we have, <laughs> we have a couple of us who were in agencies in previous lives. I also worked for a third party administrator at one point, like a large nationwide one. And so we have a lot of different ideas and experiences that we bring to the table. And I think our team is extremely talented in that way. So I think we have a huge opportunity to really differentiate ourselves from other banks like us. And we have creative ideas. Like we don't necessarily want to be, do what every other bank is doing. We want to do it so that it's still our brand and still what we are and what we represent. But we have a lot of good ideas and I think potential, especially when it comes to website content strategy, what that could look like in the future for us. That's a huge one for me. Absolutely. And I like the the way that you take, we don't have banking experience. I think that's a very good thing sometimes because historically I see from someone who's been in the banking world, even in bank marketing, let's just say for the last 10, 15, 20, even 30 years, they have a certain way of thinking, which then leads to a certain way of doing an execution. But for those that come from outside of the banking world and you bring in a lot of new ideas, and I would even call it innovation, the most important thing is to to really think about the buying journey of how a person buys a financial product. What does that look like from point A to point B to point C, point D? And whenever I start talking about that with, with someone who's been in the banking world for 10, 15, 20 years... They're like that. There are that many steps. Said absolutely, and that's where the complexity ties back in, which then connects to one of the roadblocks you shared of just this lack of clarity of across the board. So, I want to address that roadblock first. Training and education is critical to transformation, transforming the mind first and foremost. And at an executive level, at a leadership level, I hear all the time, like, we just, it, we don't know what we don't know, James Robert. I'm like, that's okay. As long, coming back to that point of exploration and curiosity, as long as you're a lifelong student, sometimes you're going to be the student, sometimes you're going to be the teacher. But either way, there's a learning experience on both sides of that equation. And so training education is really the first steps towards transformation. And you hear this all the time, digital transformation. We need to digitally transform but we, we err on the side of just thinking about technology. And so we introduce new technologies and that increases complexity. But if we took a step back and we got really clear about where we've been, where we're at and where we could grow next, that question that we're talking through, how do you want to grow? Take this back to senior leaders and spend half a day talking about it. Spend a day goals, roadblocks, opportunities. And every senior leader comes with three goals, three roadblocks, three opportunities. So they have a little mm -hmm. bit of homework. Now okay. you come into the conversation. Okay, let's prioritize these and get really clear organizationally speaking of what are our goals? What are the roadblocks? What are the opportunities that we can all work towards together? Then in marketing, we can then support all of these different elements. And I'm going to come back to what you mentioned here. Define process for reporting, because I think that's a goal that a lot of financial brands have. 
Technology has transformed our world, and digital has changed the way consumers shop for and buy financial services forever. Now, consumers make purchase decisions long before they walk into a branch, if they walk into a branch at all. But your financial brand still wants to grow loans and deposits. We get it. Digital growth can feel confusing, frustrating, and overwhelming for any financial brand marketing and sales leader. But it doesn't have to, because James Robert wrote the book that guides you every step of the way along your digital growth journey. Visit www.digitalgrowth.com to get a preview of his best-selling book, Banking on Digital Growth, or order a copy right now for you and your team from Amazon. Inside, you'll find a strategic marketing manifesto that was written to transform financial brands, and it is packed full of practical and proven insights you can start using today to confidently generate 10 times more loans and deposits. Now back to the show. So tell me, you, you mentioned before paid advertising. Mm -hmm. So how are you currently measuring success as it stands today? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we basically just in weaving marketing decided what counts as a conversion, what counts as someone who might be interested along that journey. So I think we because I wanted something to measure yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and somewhere to start. So kind of just assigned even just within analytics, some kind of somewhat just guesses, I guess, on goals and conversion actions, what that looks like. So that's the approach that we're taking currently completely initiated by, by marketing. So that's fantastic. So you're yeah. already working in Google analytics. You already have goals yep. established. Let's dive deeper. And, and just for the listener, even for you, you see how we're taking kind of like this overarching goal of defined process. And now we're getting more granular, we're like tailoring this all the way down for every single one of these points that we've talked through today, we can do the same thing, but we're going to focus on this one for right now. You're already in Google anal analytics. You already have goals established. What are these goals that you've identified as conversion points just to get really, really clear about where you've been and then where you can grow from here. What, what does that look like today? What's a conversion point? Right. So right now um, it's things like if someone fills out a contact form to contact one of our individual banks or bankers, we even just track if someone clicks to more specific location information about one of our banks, just as more of an interest kind of point. Right. Um, if someone clicks to any of our online applications, which I know is a challenge for a lot of institutions that we have three or four different um, third parties platforms. Yes. Yep. That for different types of applications. So we're not able to easily or consistently track that journey from start to finish or that application process from start to finish. But we are tracking if someone where we can, if someone's completed something and then um, or, and, or if they're, at least starting that process or showing interest in that process. So I think those are the big ones. So you're tracking conversions on third-party apps. Is that tied back to a specific channel? So that would be through our website primarily. If someone starts that process from our website to go to that third-party application Right. So I guess a framework for you and you're already working in this mechanism is what we call TLC. Everyone needs a little bit of TLC in their life. We all need, it'd be great if we all get a little tender love and care, but for this conversation, <laughs> it's going to be traffic. It's going to be leads. It's going to be conversions. 
and really focus on the conversion aspect and element first. And that's the hard part. So if you think about when, when someone clicks apply on your website, do they immediately go off to third party? Depending on what the application is. Yes. Depending on what the application is. <laughs> My recommendation is to get all primary conversions on your website. Then you're getting like, if you, you send them off to third party, you can still track with like, uh, with, with cross sites tracking. It's a bit mm -hmm. more complicated with that. So it's more clean. If you can either number one, get all the conversion, we call that a pre-application form, first name, last name, email address, then send them off to third party because now you have a goal in Google analytics. And if you think about goals, it all ties back to product lines. So, so think about product funnels checking, mm -hmm. retail checking, mortgage, retail lending, each one of your different lending products. And then you do the same thing on commercial or small business. And so you have multiple goals, multiple funnels, because now you got all of your conversion points locked in. That's the most important thing. You can dive deeper into that and take conversion to conversion and funded or converted and funded, because that's mm -hmm. the ultimate like goal is we want funded loans you know, converted deposits. But for this conversation, we're just going to try to get conversion data. Now you're going to get channel attribution tied into each one of those specific goals. Then from there, you can move up to the, to the L, to the leads and leads might be intent. So it could be something as soft as clicking on a branch, or it could be a little bit more defined of what we would call as a request to callback to a specific product line meaning I'm in the consideration stage for a mortgage. I'm not ready to apply just yet, but I want to pull out because when you have your contact page or your contact conversions, is that tied to a specific, is it to like a general contact page or is it once again tied back to a product line? Not product. It's more location specific at this point, but not product at this point. So that's Yep. You, you see yep. where I'm, I'm, I'm guiding mm -hmm. the conversation, go mm -hmm. location independent, go back mm -hmm. to product line, and then you're going to get clarity from conversions now into leads for a specific product. And you could do all the routing behind the scenes and it could be based upon like, like the form selection of location, but it all gets tied back into one conversion point for that product line and then gets filtered out into the specific locations there. And then finally, your, your T would be all of your traffic that you send down into the funnel, maybe to a specific landing page, but come back. A lot of this most likely, if you're looking at your public facing website is going to be organically based. If you're doing ad campaigns, I would look at running traffic against a specific dedicated landing page, doing the same exact thing, conversions leads traffic, and it'll give you a clear de delineation of how people are navigating from awareness through consideration and then into purchase. Coming back to that point of consideration, though, a couple of other conversion points, callback, downloadable buying guides. So for example, download the mortgage buying guide, download the small business growth guide. And that's another lead conversion point that gives you more of what I would call a marketing qualified lead. Your callback mm -hmm. would be a sales qualified prospect. And then your conversion on the pre-app would be a sales qualified lead because they have the most intent for conversion. Follow-up technology question, marketing automation, CRM. What does that capability look like today? Non-existent, really. Now, <laughs> as you're looking to build this new website, mm -hmm. to prevent it from 
putting just lipstick on a pig and making it look pretty, making it be mobile responsive, really consider bringing marketing automation as a key capability to build a website that sells with the primary role being, as you're already sounds like you're dabbling with, lead generation, taking the good, making it even greater, because as your website is generating leads, another question for you, on a conversion, what happens if someone starts the application and then leaves the application? How is that gap being bridged currently? I think it's different depending on what what product it's for. Yeah, different teams handle it differently um, yep. in terms of follow-up or not or abandoned or not. So. Yes, and that right there is going to be an opportunity. to And, and, and don't, and this is where I, I'm really like, don't beat yourself up over it. Once again, people just don't know what they don't know. And that's where digital secret shopping is another element to bring into this conversation. And I recommend testing a product every 90 days to number one, get a benchmark against because there's the hard metrics of conversions. And then there's more of the, so that's quantitative. Then there's the qualitative side of what happens if I start this? Am I really getting followed up with? And then do that, not just one time, do it at least five to 10 times to get multiple data points. And then you get the pattern out of that because then there's ways to improve upon that process and that experience for that particular product line. But that's where marketing automation and CRM particularly is going to come back into play to as you're generating leads, marketing and then transition those into the sales team, quote unquote, lending, now lending is going to have to move those through the funnel. Then you can identify, and now we're getting really granular, where in the sales process are people following up? Because you've, you've brought them in marketing to conversion, but then there's a, another micro funnel, if you will, for that sales team. Is it one touch point? Is it two touch points? Is it three? We have a smaller, maybe they're three, $350 million financial brand in our banking on digital growth program. Just had a coaching call with them two weeks ago. Marketing team's generating exponentially more leads over the last 12 to 18 months. Sales isn't following up with them. And mm. they literally got off that call, went to, because they're running a campaign right now with some paid traffic, literally got off that call, walked into the sales, uh, the, the chief lending officers and said, I need you to call these 10 people who had just converted over the, the first 24 hours. They weren't full conversions. They started, but abandoned. They literally picked up the phone. 80% touch point rate on the on the outbound call and then 60% actually converted and put another $100,000 on in the portfolio just doing a couple outbound calls um and so it's that's where training and education is going to come back into play with this because once marketing, I just had this conversation with Paula Tompkins in episode, I think it was 126 uh, right before this one talking about the education between marketing and sales alignment, but that has to be brought up to the senior leadership level so that senior leadership can really support that marketing plus sales equals the growth team. So if you take all of what we've just talked about and really kind of went started broad strategy and then dive deeper into this, Google Analytics is a great place. Data uh Marketing automation and, techno uh, and CRM is a capability for technology, but then to visualize these funnels, Databox 
is a great platform to visualize the stories and the narratives here to bring all of this together, particularly like if you're moving, you can tie in Google Analytics data, you can tie in social media data, you can tie in Google AdWords data, YouTube ad campaigns, all into a specific funnel, visualize all of these different points. Even uh, Google Data Studio does the same thing. We've seen Databox probably has a bit more of a simplified version of this marketing automation crm so that's what i would look at from the technology side talking through all of this together i want to leave you with one practical next best step forward not my recommendation but from what we've talked about what is the next best thing from an accountability and i'm going to check on you i'm going to check on you in a month from now (laughs) what is the next thing one thing that you can continue to do moving forward to make progress on your journey here what would that be I think it's having a conversation with my direct supervisor, my boss to start figuring out really a game plan to make some of this happen or get this on the priority list for at least for 2022 when it comes to our next kind of initiatives. I would start and frame that around how do you want to grow? Like, like mm-hmm. just keep leveling that up, keep taking that framework to the, because for those that have gone through that process, it has really provided a lot of clarity of what are our goals framed around the coffee and cocktail conversation. Okay. What are the roadblocks that are going to stand in the way? And then what are the opportunities available to create and capture going forward in brief review, digital secret shopping, marketing automation, CRM. And then taking the funnels that you have, not frame them around the location, frame them around product lines. You've already got the right elements in play. It's just continuing to level up that and move forward. If someone's listening, Abity, and and, and they want to continue just the discussion of what you've been doing and where you're going, and they maybe want to check in on you, what's the best way for them to reach out and say hello, connect with you? On LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn. My name, Abby Boggs Johnson, not a super common one because I hyphenated. So <laughs> I'm pretty easy to find. Abby, this has been a lot of fun. Great conversation today, providing you with just a little bit more clarity on, on how you continue to grow from good to great to maximize your digital growth potential. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you. I appreciate it. This was extremely helpful. If you have a question like Abby, digital marketing, digital sales, leadership, Text me your question that you'd like to gain clarity on to 832-549-5792. And I look forward to talking through it together with you on an upcoming podcast. Until then, and as always, be well, do good, and make your bed. Thank you for listening to another episode of Banking on Digital Growth with James Robert Lay. Like what you hear? Tell a friend about the podcast and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify and subscribe while you're there. To get even more practical and proven insights, visit www.digitalgrowth.com to grab a preview of James Robert's best-selling book, Banking on Digital Growth, or order a copy right now for you and your team from Amazon. Inside you'll find a strategic marketing and sales blueprint framed around 12 key areas of focus that empower you to confidently generate 10 times more loans and deposits. Until next time, be well and do good.